0: In terms of exploring the aggregates, we can have it be a very um, receptive process of just beginning to notice these different functions happening. the receptive mode of practice. And yet Sayadaw also speaks about for certain areas of the Buddhist teaching, it can be helpful to take some time to explore consciously directing attention to a particular area at times. Partly because the terrain that the Buddha opens us to is often subtle and unfamiliar. And so we need to learn (laughs) starting from the understanding we need to learn about the various pieces. He gives an analogy about how we learn to read. He said initially when we're children and we're learning to read we may learn the alphabet first and then Uh, Begin to understand that Collections of letters of the alphabet together mean a word, mean something. And so we learn C-A-T And then we begin to recognize that pattern as cat perhaps initially needing to look through the letters and recognize the letters individually, and then knowing the pattern. But as our minds learn that, we no longer have to try to know the letters, we simply recognize cat. And so he talks about the study of the aggregates being kind of like this, that it's useful to take some time to explore each of the aggregates. And then we begin to be able to simply recognize them operating in our experience, impacting each other, interweaving, arising together. We recognize our experience as comprised of the five aggregates arising I would say, use your own discernment on whether a particular exploration of an aggregate is of interest to you at a particular time. If the interest is there, it can make the process of receiving and recognizing it much less effortful, much less of a doing. And so I offer, I'm offer, i offering the aggregates this retreat as uh, basically to offer the framework, one of the frameworks the Buddha used to understand our experience and to help us recognize the process nature of our experience, the not-self nature of our experience. The information can create some of the conditions of interest. But if you're finding much more interest in simply settling back and noticing what's obvious without a particular uh, lens, I have no agenda here for you to see anything in particular. I'm interested really in aware, receive, allow, and watch what learning unfolds. And I'm going to say something more about what we can notice about feeling. Feeling tone happening in every moment of experience. How we are experiencing it, whether we're experiencing it as pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. It's not inherent in the contact, the sense contact, that it be pleasant, unpleasant or neutral. So it's not as if there are objects out there that are unpleasant objects that are landing on us or pleasant objects that are landing on us. There's sense impression and the uh, conditions, both past conditions of All of the ways we've talked about conditions before, our present moment conditions, including ideas, views, beliefs, expectations, all come together to influence and create this moment's feeling tone. Uh, A simple, kind of simple example, well, complex in its functioning, but simple to describe perhaps, is again coming to the uh, perception of a coiled form in the corner of a room, walking in, seeing that coiled form, perceiving it as snake, having all kinds of views and opinions and ideas about snake, And experiencing unpleasant. Versus walking into that room, seeing the coiled form, recognizing it as rope, and maybe not even really having it register much, having neutral relationship to that sight. Even physical experience... I talked about how our bodies are designed to feel pain and pleasure. Even physical experience, whether we experience something as pleasant or unpleasant, is uh, impacted by our conditions, by the conditions. There's a study I found really fascinating I'll read pieces of this. Pain isn't always pain. Sometimes it can feel good. People experience pleasure during a painful stimulus if the stimulus turns out to be less bad than they were expecting. It's not hard to understand that pain could be interpreted as less severe when an individual is aware it could have been more painful. Less expected, however, is the discovery that pain may be experienced as pleasant if something worse has been avoided. So they did this study around Applying electric shocks to people, light electric shock and strong electric shock, and told them whether to expect the strong or light electric shock. Before they were given any of the expectation, they were asked to rate how unpleasant the sensations of the uh, light and strong electric shock were, and they were both rated as unpleasant the strong shock more unpleasant. And then when they were told to expect the strong electric shock, but got the light one, they described it as pleasant. Kind of amazing. And so this curiosity, a a kind of an interest in the conditioned nature of our feeling. Noticing that how pleasant or unpleasant something is maybe depends on an attitude in the mind. Often depends on an attitude in the mind. When we're in an aversive state, a pair of shoes on the other side of the room can be known as unpleasant. (laughs) And so recognizing this impact, this feedback, and curiosity about this... uh, I, I had that experience, I was in an aversive state and I Looked across the room and I was doing walking meditation and saw some shoes at the end of my walking path. And it's like... (laughs) 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 And, uh, you know, who put those shoes there? So, you know, it's like, I didn't actually just notice seeing, perceiving, (laughs) unpleasant. Oh, aversion! It's like the mind just exploded. When we can see the processes at work, this is some of the power of recognizing the aggregates, the processes at work, when we can see them, it kind of short-circuits that pathway to reactivity. A great blessing! So it's an invitation today And yet, take it or leave it.